Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick. Alongside Steve Driver, Les Abbott, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., talking all things in the world of sports. I want to encourage our listeners to get in on the action. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. No shortage of topics to discuss this morning. Full slate of NFL playoff action from yesterday to review, a couple games for today to preview, plenty of action for the local college basketball teams, a national championship in the world of college football to recap. Yeah, first off, you didn't even notice Les got a haircut. I did. Wait a second, Steve. You didn't say anything. He did it to me, Steve, so he actually said it was a very nice-looking haircut. I did. I complimented his haircut. My apologies. One of very few compliments I've gotten from Kelly. Yeah, I did. Well, if it makes you feel better any less... Uh, I've known him my entire life, and he's never given me one compliment. <laughs> it makes me feel a little better, so thank you. Have I honestly never given you a compliment? Can you think of No, I can't think of one. I can't. I'm not big on giving people compliments. I don't really like anyone. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, maybe I do like them. I don't want them to know I like them. What about your I children? think that's fair. What about your <laughs> same th- same principles apply there, yeah. Uh, the second you let someone know you like them, they try it's, to steal something. They, they try to take advantage of you. It's, it's you showing weakness. It's weakness. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, you've been doing a good job on your reports lately. Oh. <laughs> they All of a sudden, they get a big head. They think they're they're better than you. Well, I am thinking about going to school. I'm going to open up my own practice. And, yeah. Yeah. It's weakness is what it is. Louisville Athletics, I'm a Louisville fan. Louisville uh, men's and women's basketball had a big week. The men's basketball program in particular, amid uh, all these sanctions and everything ugly that's happened, the new inexperienced head coach, David Padgett, uh, a, a difficult road loss at Clemson. They rebounded well, and they beat Virginia Tech. 94-86. And don't forget about the comeback win over Florida State earlier. I'm sorry. Flor- I'm sorry. Flor- I meant to say Florida State. That was the big one. It's on the road. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking over the, the notes here. Um, Louisville's got a big game. Tuesday at Notre Dame, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. I mean, you could – I know it's early, but if Louisville wins this game, I mean, they have a serious case of making the NCAA tournament. Already, right? Yeah, the, the sky was falling. The, the sky was falling after entirely. Cle- after Clemson, you were everybody was freaking out. Yes. And now, almost Rick Pitino-esque, right? You lose some really bad games, come back, win some good ones. Sure. Yeah, yeah. college basketball, I always reference John Renshaw, uh, articulated it so well as, as it's got the ups and the downs. Unfortunately, when you have a rookie head coach with no inexperience who's filling in for you know, attempting to fill the shoes of a Hall of Famer, you start to think the sky is falling quickly. And, and I'll admit, I, I didn't, I didn't think ever, anything looked good at all for this Louisville basketball team. But that road win at Florida State was huge. A ranked, I think it was the first time they since being in the ACC they've had a, a road victory over a ranked team. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, Florida State had also had something like twenty-eight straight wins at home. I don't know exactly. 28, you're right. Yeah, very significant win on the road for Louisville. David Padgett and this Louisville team. The women's team, ranked number two, had an opportunity against Notre Dame. 
at the Yum Center was said to build as a, a big game, should have been pretty competitive. Any intrigue there, Les? Absolutely. Anytime, I mean, they beat them 100 to 67. And of course, Asia Durr has been playing really well for the Lady Cards this year. And she, you know, she had a very big game, 36 points. And if, I think I'm looking at the, she hit 8 of 10 from the three point line. Yeah, and what kind of That's a, crazy. What kind of a likelihood will you give it that the uh, Louisville Lady Cardinals will go to Connecticut and win? Um, Kelly, I don't. That's this questionable. may sound bad, but I don't know anybody on Louisville's. Not even Asia Durr. No. Okay. Is that bad? No, it's just you being honest. It's okay. Well, I mean, are you gonna sit down and watch the game? I watched the the Notre Dame game. Really? Yeah. They blew them out. That was insane. From the gate, they were just smoking them. Oh yeah. Like man, can we maintain this pace? Well, this Lady Cards team is very nice, but to say they're, but I don't know to have them against UConn. Yeah, I no, I, I I don't know either. I don't know. I mean, at home is one thing. UConn's just one of those teams that the media doesn't even talk about anymore because you pretty much know what they're going to say about them. What's their record? I mean, UConn, I believe yeah. they're they're undefeated. I'm, oh, imagine that. I'm, yeah. Exactly. How many undefeated seasons has Gino Ariyama had since he's been the head coach of UConn? Crazy stat is there's only been. I'm going to pull up the stats later on the show, but there's. I think there's only been around 20 undefeated seasons in women's uh, college basketball. I think Geno's got half of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty And then how many, I wonder, does Pat Summit have? That's that's another good question. You know, if we're going to um, tie a bow around today's show, I know it's early, but um, <laughs> Bill Belichick and the greatness that is the Patriots and his, histor- his place historically – among great coaches, I, I don't think it's very disputed that he's probably considered to be maybe the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, right? Absolutely. At this point. And it looks like they're not slowing down at all. Probably will win the Super Bowl this year. Um, but we have to move from the NFL on to other sports to start comparing him historically to other coaches. Gino Ariema would be a great historical comparison. I guess the the dominance that Gino Ariema has had in college basketball is really unprecedented. It really is. I mean, who, who, he's got to be the greatest coach ever, right? One, uh, if not one of them, without a doubt. For what? If you're gonna any any, any competitive American, yeah, all sports. I guess well, Dan I, Gable and you, you you can go off into many different directions with wrestling and different. After, uh, after Alabama just won it, everybody was saying Nick Saban was, and now. It just flip flops so much, man. I agree with Steve actually, hundred percent on that. So you guys, let let me see here. You guys are just going to we take s- we tend to like live more in the present as far as like we talk about who's the greatest, you know, mm-hmm. when what's more recent in accomplishments. So you guys are going to take the easy scapegoat route and say, no, I don't know. Let's just not say anyone's the greatest. Well, it's hard. It's are. hard to compare different sports. So many different challenges so and you different guys sports. But I definitely have to give Gino a very high. If you made um, me pick, I'd say Bill Pel- Bill Belichick as the greatest coach in all sports. Yes, because it, I think the competition in the NFL, year in and year out, there's quite a bit of parity. Right? Oh, yeah. And no, certainly. They, they thrive on parity. You've won your division nine straight years. You've made it to the conference championship game seven straight years. Something, you know, like 15, 17 years of dominance. Okay. In, so your vote NFL, goes for Bill Belichick. In the NFL, these are men at the top of their game. Sure. Even it's the best of the best from college. It's designed for parity. Col- w- women's college basketball, not quite so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women's college basketball, it's much like comparing Gino Ariema to John Wooden back in the 70s. Right. 
You know, there, there's not that many teams that are in before the season. There's not that many teams that are really in the running to make it to the Final Four or the, the national championship game. Sure enough, they follow through, but he absolutely dominates on the recruiting trail. Um, and, and it's just a, a different animal comparing them to other other women's basketball programs. In the NFL, on the other hand, you legitimately have teams like the Giants who will have a horrible season one year and then get hot the next year and maybe win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. it's a, a parody-driven league is the NFL, and it has been that way for quite some time. And <laughs> what are the numbers for Bill Belichick? Uh, he's made it to the conference championship game 12 of 12 and 17 years. 12, 12 and 17 years since he's been with the Patriots? Yeah, seven in a row. Seven in a row right now. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely. I think, he, this is, I think I'm about to ask. I mean, us talking about this is probably going to ask the million-dollar question I think a lot of NFL fans have been talking about over the last 17 years. How much, six, how much more success do we favor? Is, this more, is the Patriots' success more to a credit of Brady yeah. or more to a credit of Belichick? I think that's the million-dollar question here. I think, what do you guys think on that? A difficult to answer that. <laughs> I, know very, that very, I, 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 I was just critical of you guys for not giving an answer. <laughs> I'd probably say both. I mean, Belichick. Yeah, that's the easy. That GM drafted him, right? How many games did they win with Matt Castle? They won 11. And they didn't make the playoffs. Because it was a very competitive year in the AFC. That yeah, year. which is wild. They didn't make the playoffs. I mean, because you look now at it. I mean, in most Normally, cases, yeah, 11 every, wins get you to the playoffs. That's the only time a team's ever won 11 games and not made the playoffs. Right. That was a very, very... Hey, Belichick won 11 games with the Browns one year. That, that's pretty impressive, right? What about Tony Romo's commentary last night? I liked. I enjoyed... I, li- I like Tony Romo. Sometimes he's a little... I think he needs some what? seasoning a little bit. Well, sure. I mean, this is his first year doing it. Chris Collinsworth's been doing it for 20 years. I was just thinking, I'd probably rather listen to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about Joe Buck. Not Never been a fan of Joe Buck. Really? For a St. Louis Cardinals fan? Exactly. Never been a fan of Joe Why Buck. Why not? Uh, huh. I, just don't, I just don't like his style. Okay. I don't. People's opinions on sports reporters are always very interesting to me. People hate Dick Vitale. They hate uh, even Skip Bayless. I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't, so, I'm not a big fan of Skip Bayless either. Who is? Right. I like him, actually. Yeah. I would say I like him just because he's exciting, and, and I think that's kind of what you, I look for from sports. Normally, I would say I like Dick Vitale, but I'm afraid Kelly's going to call me a Duke homer. Well, yeah, you can like Dick Vitale. You like Dick Vitale? I do. You like? I don't mind Dick Vitale. People hate Dick Vitale. It's amazing. Because they don't like his voice, and they don't... And I, What I like about it's him... It's such primetime games. Right, and... I, I think whether you love him or you hate him, I don't think college basketball announcing is going to be the same. He just brings some kind of like an inger- energy and passion for the game of college basketball. I think that is kind of unprecedented from other from other college basketball analysts, in my opinion. That's just me. He's unique, for sure, and he's been around since the advent of really the ESPN in the 80s. He was in, real involved with the uh, Jim Valvano and the, the V Foundation, right? So, I mean, it, it, sentimentally, he's going to die at some point. You guys know that, right? No. And then we're just gonna he's all, immortal. <laughs> who, who will be the next? Steve, do you like Dick Vitale? Indifferent. Indifferent, okay. Any, any commentators that really, really bother you? Um, you'd have to give me a What second. about Kirk Herb, Herbstreet? He's decent. I like him. And Gus a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of Ohio State Buckeyes fans give him a lot of crap. Really? I think he's, I think he's good. I think he goes out of his way to be unbiased, being a, a former Buckeye. 
I'm sorry, who was the next one? Johnson? Gus Johnson, yeah, he's great. Very, very exciting. He has that enthusiasm. I mean, not the same, just his own brand of enthusiasm. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so, big week for Louisville on the men's and women's front. Um, Kentucky had a, a win yesterday. They, they won at Vanderbilt, 74-67. Not a very good Vanderbilt team. They're 6-11. 6-11. Kentucky moves to 14-3. and three. Uh, Kentucky's next game is Tuesday at South Carolina. So, you know, all these games are big games uh, if you're a, a college basketball fan. Um, then next Saturday they, they play at Rupp Arena at 8-15 against Florida. Indiana beat Penn State. Um, Indiana had a, a big injury. They're, what is Deron Davis? Their forward, sophomore forward, is out. So, I mean, difficult time right now for Archie Miller, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, first if, year, he's got... If we're, if we're covering the local schools, right? If we want to get that out of the way, right? Louisville, Kentucky, we got to include Indiana. They took quite the blow. I mean, Deron Davis will miss the remainder of the season. He's averaging 9.6 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, 1.5 blocks per game. Already considered a pretty weak front court. It's not going to be a pretty rest of the season for the Hoosiers. I don't think, I think any basketball realist wasn't really expecting a great season from the Hoosiers this year. No, but you never know. Uh, it could get hot, maybe somehow sneak into the tournament or something, still at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. You never still, know. It still could happen, yeah, but not as likely now. Right. So, you know... Um, here on 1450 and 96.1 today at 4.30 p.m., the, the Hoosiers play against Northwestern in Bloomington. Uh, so, you know, you never know. Like I said, they've got talent. It's not like many of the guys on the, the Hoosiers roster were just walk-ons who are local kids. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So many of these guys are pretty good recruits. I mean, they have talent. Archie Miller knows what he's doing. So maybe they'll be catch some lightning in a bottle and, and still get hot and manage to make it to the tournament. Ding Adele had a big game. If we're talking local college basketball, Ding Adele had a big game yesterday. 10 or 15 from the field, 4 of 6 from three-point land, career high 27 points. He had 11 rebounds, 3 assists. So Ding Adele really taking a step forward um, as far as his productivity. Yeah, for sure. I thought he'd be coming in this year. He was going to be a big pro prospect, and this kind of seems like the only game that we've seen something like that, right? Hopefully we see more. I mean, the commentators, everybody acknowledges he's got the pro build and the skill set. I don't know if he's still going to be leaving this year, but, I mean, if he keeps up like what he did yesterday, he'll have to uh, have, you know, a serious look at possibly being an NBA, I don't know, maybe lottery pick, depending on what, you know, how the rest of the season goes. Well, I think we said uh, before the season started that Dingadale should have been like a preseason lottery pick. Yep. Personal opinion. Uh, but, 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 he but. got started at really not looking that great, right? Well, I mean, a lot of lottery picks, they start off the season, you True. know, slow. But it's it's how you finish, Kelly. Come on now. We ought to know this by now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. As they say, if you talk about the Hoosiers... The truth will call in. We got the truth on the line. How are you this morning? Uh, what's up? Y'all been talking about the Hoosiers today? Yes, sir. They, they suffered a, a pretty bad injury. Uh, it looks like uh, 6'10", sophomore forward, Deron Davis, will miss the remainder of the season. 
Uh, what are, what's the likelihood that your Hoosiers get hot and they, they make it to the NCAA tournament, Truth? In the first place, I hope that Juan Davis transfer. <laughs> I want him out of it. He don't need to wear no candy operator. Okay. I mean, he's not dedicated. You know, um, he lost a lot of weight, and he started playing good. And then, I mean, how can you go his freshman year, he was the number one high school player, and then come to a big bus? I don't understand that. I know injury happened. I mean, but you can't bleed the hype. You gotta if you wanna be a good ball player, you gotta work off season and in season. Mm-hmm. But I'ma tell you what, uh you don't never know about this Indiana Hoosier, but I'll tell you what I do like them. They playing better than they did last year. Come on, they playing defense and Robert Johnson, I don't I can't wait he's a dog when I can't wait to play. How can you be a senior and have this three turnovers? Tell me. Yeah. I mean, I can see if somebody putting pressure on the ball on, he'd just come down and dribble the ball off his leg. Come on, that's something you should learn a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you a question. I, I was, we some guys was talking yesterday. What do you think about Kentucky one and done the last three years? No, with, uh, the last two years. We yeah. know Fox, uh, Fox really, you know, they thought he was going to light up the NBA, but he really ain't done what it, everybody thought he was going to do. Well, he had a double-double last night, 17 and, would, 10. Yeah. 17 and 10. I mean, not all one-and-dones are going well, to exactly are just gonna take the ground out. But this, this year, Kevin Knox may be a lottery pick. Uh, oh, they, Diallo. Don't, don't leave Diallo out. Diallo. Do you think Diallo will be a lottery I, pick? I do, personally. Okay. But it's not overrated. Uh, uh, oh, that's an interesting point there. Could be. Could be. We'll see. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Um, truth, you're right, though. As far as the years that Calipari has had star-studded blue-trip recruit one-and-done classes, this year does not look quite like the others. Am I wrong, Truth? Hey, let's be honest. You know where they're going at? To Duke. That's where they at. They at Duke. Look at the one that done the Duke and Kentucky to put out. Let's see. They got Bagley. What about Trent Jr.? What's what's he? Uh, Trent Jr. is. I don't think Trent Jr. is gonna. Go okay. Very well, who high who else do they have? Other Duval, than Wendell Carter. Okay. Those are the those are the three ones that'll probably go in the lottery. Okay, and they're all one and done. Absolutely. Yes. Well, their whole four of their five starters are one and done. Yes. So, but. Or one and done are going to be one and done. Yeah. Okay. The, the baddest thing is it in college basketball is Trey Young. Golly, oh, no, saying. no, I don't believe the hype. I'm not. I can't get sold on the hype on Trey Young. I can't do it. Why? Why can't you? I'm, I don't like I mean, the way he plays. It's too much isolation basketball. Is, not a lot a of. He shoot, I mean, eight, I'll say he's a gunner. Points. Not a lot of ball movement. But. He's putting up very good numbers, he's and making, if the, seasons, it, if the season making, ends right now, he'll probably win player of the year. Yeah. But listen, if I'm listen, if I'm building my team, I don't want him. 39, 39 points. I know his numbers. Assists. But listen, he's not playing like what – I can see if he's playing on Duke with a lot of All-American all that. This man is lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Listen, you, that's I mean, why he went to – but that's the truth. That's why he went to Oklahoma. But but let's see. Last, let's let, let, let's let make Truth make his points here. Uh, Trey Young is is your man, Truth. Yeah. Okay. But listen, he's getting ready to do something that ain't nobody ever done in college basketball. Nineteen, what? Uh, uh, have got over ten double doubles, assists, and all that. He's doing stuff. I mean, well, he had like ten turnovers. But if these guys missed all these layups yesterday, he probably had a triple double yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
the, the man can play ball. I don't care who you – he's ready for the next level in the NBA, the kind of ball they're playing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's the next thing we see like Stephen Curry? Yeah, it's it's not common – I mean, I, I've heard some people say that he's, and and this may be hyperbole, getting caught up in the moment. Some people believe, you know, he's in rare territory, maybe a Kevin Durant type level, like maybe even oh, great, yeah. greater than Kev- oh, yeah. Kevin Durant. That's preposterous. I mean, it's opinion. We'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Truth, in your opinion, as far as a, I mean, he's he's playing in a big conference, and he's averaging thirty points a game, conference. about 10, 10 assists per game. Um, Truth, do you think he's a similar type, specifically NBA prospect, as Kevin Durant was? No, I'm going to tell you who he reminded me of. Chris Paul, when Chris Paul was down at White Forest. Okay. He's averaging 10 assists a game in a major conference. That's not common, Truth. You're right. Yeah, all right, but here's, I want to hear, you know he's a big blue fan anyway. I mean, you know, he's always big blue fan. I mean, uh, look at the, uh, the uh, you know, when... Uh, uh, Kentucky guards come on and see everybody make a hype out. If if Trey Young would have went to Duke and all that, we would be hollering. But I, I one thing I do like about ESPN, they showing his game and the man can play. I'm gonna leave y'all with this. I'm gonna tell you who's the first round pick in the NBA. Okay, Dewan Martin. Okay. Hey, he's six foot eight. He can pursue. And you know what's going what's going and make the NBA players like. He can shoot the three-pointers, mm-hmm. and I'm out of here. Great call, Truth. Thank you, as always. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good stuff there for a man. The Truth, yeah. Insight. Truth, on record as being a big Trey Young advocate. Time will tell. He's exciting, man. He really is. I mean, it, it, you look back over historically guys who get you, individuals who get you excited in the world of college basketball. Um, Adam Morrison, J.J. Redick, you, we always remember stuff like that. Jimmer Fredette, Kevin Durant. Who am I leaving out? Carmelo, Carmelo, God, what well, he did, um, but I mean, all season that was that was more that was a little different in my mind, just because that was more like he's a little under the radar. Watch him, and then he just threw the tournament, carried him. Yeah. Um, but but what Trey Young's doing is is um, getting a lot of attention. It's a storyline. It's sexy. Will he pan out in the NBA and be the next Chris Paul type player? He's only six two, so he's not going to be Kevin Durant. Um, he, you know. He's not going to surpass LeBron or Durant or something like that, but he could. You you know some Westbrook. I mean, some of these guys are. You don't have to be a, a giant yep. to make a, a splash at the next level. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head back to the Buzz Line. We have our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How's everybody doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Hey, just for the record, I like Trey Young. I think he reminds me of, of, of Curry. Uh, he, uh, I agree with the truth, and a lot of times I don't on stuff. But, uh, you know, to put up the numbers he's putting up is tough to do. And uh, I don't know how – I haven't gotten to watch him play a lot. I've, but when you can shoot like that – and Ryan McMahon's proven that for the Cardinals. Wow. I mean, the lost art in, in, in the game of basketball, you know, we've got all the measurables. You know, you go to the combine. They want to see how long you are. You know, uh, they want you to be seven four wingspan and jump great. And you know, Diallo had the highest uh, uh, vertical in the history of the combine. You know, Grace Balding and Honest. Uh, you know how long they are. But the bottom line is, you get points when the basket goes in the hoop. And uh, Ryan McMahon's proven that. And uh, I like Trey Young. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit 
couple things. Uh, big Cardinal win. But I want to talk about college basketball a little bit, guys. What's happening at Michigan State? Uh, you know, some of these programs, I mean, they got up to number one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, a bad rivalry loss at home by 10 yesterday to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ohio State just absolutely blew them out. Probably the, maybe the hottest team in, the, in, in college basketball is Steve's Buckeyes. I mean, playing very, very well. They play again today. Shouldn't have any problem getting their fifth win against Rutgers. But a little thin. Uh, roster-wise, but, man, I've watched their last four or five of their games, and, and, and they're just blowing everybody out. So, I mean, uh, they look great, but that's a huge surprise. But, man, Michigan State, uh, you know, how disappointing. And another thing, uh, Purdue's playing very good. I know Indiana's got a big game today. Purdue's, Purdue went into Minnesota yesterday, guys, little Ricky, and who was supposedly had a great team. He started out with all the hype. Little Ricky's hit the slit, the skids. I don't know if he's down in Miami with Quick Rick, but uh, you know, but Little Ricky is probably going to get canned if he doesn't turn it around. He's got a nice roster. They got blown out, I think, eighty-one to forty-seven yesterday at home. Yeah, and, and so uh, Little Ricky also getting a lot of heat for the, his handling of his star player's sexual assault, uh, multiple sexual assault allegations. I mean, Little Ricky has seen better days. Little Ricky's, uh, there have been quite a few scandals since Little Ricky's uh, uh, been, been there on campus. So, uh, yeah, Little Ricky's going to get canned, I bet. He's got a great roster, and he's just not getting it done. Purdue looks good. Uh, but let's talk about the Cardinals. I, and, and I tell you, big win. You know, what happens if the Cardinals continue to win, continue to play well, make the tournament? I mean, does David Padgett have a shot to come back, guys? I'd love to hear all three of your opinion on that. But, uh, uh, you know, Ryan McMahon, in my opinion, is the difference. Dangadell played great yesterday, and it's great to see Ray play well. But the spark of the team, and I, and I have not imp- – I know he had 19 yesterday, but Q has not inspired me uh, in the last week since my last call. He did, he did make some buckets, but, I mean, but I think the key to this team is Ryan McMahon two big games where he's got double figures and limited action. Uh, but if you notice, Padgett's got him on the game, in the game at the end. So that he doesn't start and he doesn't play for a while. Honest is getting a lot of bench time, but uh, a lot of parody in college basketball and the top, nobody wants to be number one. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great March madness guys. Yes, it really will. Holt, what's his name? Holt, Chris Holtman. Yeah. Holtman. Yeah. He's doing very good for the Buckeyes. They're undefeated in the big 10. Um, so, Steve, I know you're chomping at the bit to toot your Buckeyes horn, right? Yeah. You guys probably wanted Archie Miller, didn't you? Yeah, I was just gonna, yeah, I was gonna say that that even I was hoping for him. They, uh, no, if I were you, the card I would play right now is I knew we should have taken Chris Holtman. I didn't want Archie Miller. That's what I think everybody wanted. Archie, every Buckeye fan wanted that. He was, you know, he was the hot commodity. Yeah. He was the the guy. He coached there. Yeah. Was, you know, that's who they wanted. Yeah, he was a uh, uh, under. Under Thad Mata, um, so you're right, Brian. And I think Ohio Archie's going to be fine, guys. Okay, I think Archie's going to be fine. It's going to take Archie time to get his players in there, and Archie's still a great coach. It's just not coming together as quick as it it is at Ohio State. Maybe Thad, you know, kept the cover. I mean, Ohio State's got a real good big guy. I mean, a big guy. I mean, solid. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. two eighty looks like, 
and he's a real space eater in the middle, and there's not a lot of those guys around, and they just move the ball well. And speaking of moving the ball, the Cardinals, I don't know what's happened the last couple games, but they're finally moving the ball much better and taking much, much fewer contested shots, and uh, their ball movement, but you watch Ohio State play, guys. That's probably the most well-oiled machine I've seen. And, and boy, nobody even – I mean, Thad quit, I think, on June 5th, which was real late in the game. And, you know, the Buckeyes program was really in disarray. They lost – I think they lost their whole recruiting class from uh, two years ago and most of it the following year. So, I mean, remarkable job that that gentleman's doing there, that young coach. You know, he's from Kentucky, too. Originally, I, I was pulled up his bio, and I think he's from western Kentucky. But uh, um, great job, coaching job at Ohio State. Hey, guys, a couple uh, derby prep points were given out yesterday. Uh, you know, we're in derby prep season. So we had the uh, at the, down in uh, New Orleans, the comp stakes, 10 points, went to instilled regard. Uh, so he's now a horse by the name of instilled regard is on the derby trail. And friends fire won the Jerome Stakes at Aqueduct. Very well thought of, Colt. So points are going out to the Derby. Uh, Monday is a big day at Oakland Park, which opened Friday, and there's uh, another 10-point race going Friday, uh, Monday, Martin Luther King Day. So uh, the Smarty Jones Stakes will be run at Oakland Park Monday. So both Derby, and then we had Oaks points yesterday at the Silver Bullet Day at the fairground. So uh, don't forget about the uh, race they run the first Saturday in May, guys. We certainly will not. Brian, as always, we appreciate your input here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Great stuff there from man Brian the Insider. And I do believe he is echoing the sentiment of many of the Louisville faithful right now. And what I mean by that is Ryan McMahon. I mean, across the board, people are loving Ryan McMahon. Looking at the uh, uh, stat line from... Uh, yesterday's big win. McMahon played 25 minutes, four of six from the field, had three assists, three rebounds, finished with 10 points, okay? I mean, you know, like he said, uh, VJ King had 16 points, Dingadell had 27, Snyder had 19, so it's not like Ryan McMahon is single-handedly carrying this team, but when he's in the... In the game, what they do is they, they move the ball around, it seems. He moves without the ball. I saw him get an open layup because he was mo- you know, because he was moving. So Brian's right. This Louisville team's passing the ball around. And, and what a big victory uh, at Florida State. Um, I mean, also the, the win, you know, beating Clemson. So uh, Louisville's doing really good right now. Brian asked specifically what we thought on the likelihood of Paget staying as the coach. I think Louisville fans and the Louisville faithful and the people at the university love David Padgett. And uh, I think we need to sit down and say, you know, what do we think he needs to do in the tournament in order to keep his job? I think if they make the Sweet 16, he keeps his job. I'm with you on that one. Okay. Steve? Yeah, I'd probably agree. Yeah. So you don't think the round of 32? I'd say he'd keep his job there, too. Okay. So yeah. you're, you're, uh, you think he'd keep his job round of 32 less? I, it's such a crapshoot, right? I mean, Patino would lose first round sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's probably, difficult. Probably, yeah. Third, the, round of 32, probably. He'd keep his job. You guys are almost twisting my arm and they saying round of 32 also. Because um, he's he's coming in under such a difficult situation, you know. Almost getting a you make the, you got to make the tournament. Do we agree to that? Yeah, absolutely. If they miss the tournament. If they get not bounced in the first round, he's gone. 
you will fire him. Okay, if he gets bounced in the first round, is he gone, Steve? Um, it depends on it depends on the game. Who are they playing? Okay. I mean, is it? Did they get blown out? They got to make the tournament, though. We can all agree. Yeah. The, the, the Louisville Cardinals and they're putting together a pretty good uh, case. I know it's early, and it's always you know difficult to project who's going to make the tournament. But um, a road win, it, barring. Barring Florida State absolutely tanking the rest of the way, which they may do. I don't know. If they tank and in hindsight they say, well, you know, that that was a, a, a road victory over a ranked team at the time, but then Florida State really fell off. So if, if that happens, there's still plenty of scenarios where Louisville could miss the tournament. I mean, they could just start dropping games left and right. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, obviously, plenty of basketball to be played for the, these Louisville Cardinals. Um, next game is, once again, Tuesday, 7 p.m., ESPN2, at Notre Dame. This is a big one. NFL playoff action, we're going to get yeah. to. In the, uh, uh, we're gonna... Sorry, Kelly. Just to follow up on uh, some more college basketball sure. before we finish up. Trey Young. Sure. I was, I was on YouTube last night just watching – some of his highlights. He's fun to watch. I mean, he'll pull up from, you know, right in between three-point line and half court. He's a gun, man. He'll eight, uh, Yesterday, 18 threes. But, hey, if you're making more than 50% of them. If your team's winning. Yeah. Then, yeah, so. He's very exciting. Oh, he's certainly exciting. Um, if they go to the Elite Eight, I'll eat my words. Uh, our man Matt McCarthy did just all right. So what, what's if they go to the if elite, they go to the Elite Eight, I will eat my words. They could a certainly. Lot of, I don't. A lot of times, well, one person has them going to the Final Four already, and I don't. I'm not sold at I, all. If we go back and watch the tape against West Virginia, that is the ideal way to take out Oklahoma. It's kind of canceling everybody else out, letting Trey Young do what he wants to do. Just so you're more of an advocate of of, of of a big guy these days. Uh, Bagley, I'm asking. How did how did that come out of any? I'm because more of an advocate dominant- of, of team ball is where I'm going with Trey Young. Okay, I'm not saying anything. I mean, Trey Young. If the season ends right now, Trey Young is probably the player of the year with the numbers he's putting up. But as far as but I'm asking plays, your opinion. Like, should he be player of the year? Yeah, I mean, with the numbers he's putting up, yeah, sure, give it to him. Okay, that so he mean, deserves player of the year. Yeah, but he's putting up good enough numbers to win player of the year without a doubt. It's not like his team's bad, though. I mean, TCU, They're number nine. That's a, and that's TCU the thing. Is pretty good. TCU's a pretty decent team. Though. And watch the later on the season how well they're going to do. I think they're going to fall off. Too much one-on-one play from Trey Young. I don't see them making a deep run even in the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament. Okay. That's Ta- why I say if they make the Elite Eight, I'll eat my words. Okay. Time will tell. We'll have to certainly wait and see our man, Matt McCarthy, longtime and friend me, of the sh- And let me ask any of you all this one. Do you know why he went to Oklahoma? Why didn't why did John Calipari stop recruiting Trey Young? He wants to shoot the rock. Exactly. Trey uh John Calipari Do was you talking blame to him I mean I don't I don't really blame I don't blame him. him. I just not a fan of players that play like that. He's v- definitely Were you a, a fan good, of I- Iverson? Not really, no. Okay. I'm not a fan of Westbrook either. Okay. So, I'm not, I'm just not a fan of those ISO players, those one-on-one players. I like players that move the ball. If that makes any sense. Cuz it's been proven over time those are the type of players that win championships. Jordan wasn't like that, though. Yes, he was. He was a lot better. He has a situational ISO player, which I'm okay with. But most of the time, he moved the ball. Okay. 
Um, our man Matt McCarthy, one of the pioneers of the weekend sports buzz, just tweeted at me. He said that he was listening to us. He's laughing. He's laughing that we're tooting the horn of the U of L uh, men's basketball Cardinals. He said they lost to an average UK team by thirty. And there's still a lot to be said for that. I mean, it was a good win against Florida State. Really, a good win at Virginia Tech. But only time will tell, like you were saying earlier. So. Yeah, I mean, in the, the the Louisville win was at the Yum Center, right? Um, so I mean, it, it, when you when you're looking at, at tournament resumes, you look at things like what kind of big wins do they have? Right now, that win at Florida State was significant. That was a horrible loss to a rival. I'm not going to say you can throw it out the window, but it was at right. It, it was a bad loss. It was a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I mean, that's a bad loss. They can still make the tournament, though. And Matt McCarthy, my question to you is, what the hell do you think I'm saying Louisville's going to do? Win the title? No. I'm saying maybe they'll make the tournament. Is it that radical, Matt McCarthy, that I think maybe they'll make the tournament? No, it's not. I don't think so. I don't think I'm being unrealistic. They might not make the tournament. They easily could go back to their VJ King and Dingendale dribbling, dribbling the ball with their heads down, not moving the ball. Um, I mean, they have at times looked absolutely horrible, particularly on offense. So we'll have to wait and see. Time will tell. Right now they're playing pretty good, though. I mean, all things considered, Louisville's not doing bad right now. Tinkering with the lineup here and there, not really playing uh, Anas Mahmoud and Race Balding together so much. Um, So, I mean, they're, they're, they're tweaking things. And that's what you do at this time of the year. Uh, there's no the, the cool thing about college basketball. Who's the best team in college basketball right now? Honestly, who's in my opinion, who's playing the best basketball right now is Purdue. Okay, damn. And uh, yeah, I think I heard that they played seven top fifty teams, and they're six six and one against them. Yep. So that's a pretty impressive stat. For, you know, good competition. So it's pretty wide open um, but right this, now. For to say Purdue's going to be the best team as the season ends, no, I'm not saying that at all. But right now, they're playing the best. Who's the favorite? If you're Vegas, who do you set the line at favorite to win the NCAA championship? I'm not going to answer it because you're going to call me a homer. Duke. Yep. I think they have to be the favorite right now okay. come tournament time. I won't argue with that. Because they've got Bagley, because they've got so much young talent, but in particular because they have that upperclassman leadership and Grayson Allen. What are you laughing at, Steve? Nothing. Why did you smile when I said that? I do think that's significant. What? One of their five players is as experienced of a college basketball player on the big stage as they come without Grayson Allen. If he gets hurt, he goes down, I'm saying, no, scrap them. I am. That's a fair statement. That's significant. I mean, that's significant experience. And he's not J.J. Redick. He can he can create. He can do, you know. Yeah. He can do a lot of things. I don't know about his pro prospects. Like I mean, J.J. Redick. You specialize in spot-up shooting. I'm, I'm not sure what Grayson's going to do in the NBA. I, th- I always said a decent six-man. That's all right. At best, which is definitely fine. Like maybe a poor man's Mono Ginobili or something? Something like that, yeah. I have no... Poor man's, right? Yeah. Mono's probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, right. But a poor man's creative, old man type game. You know, he's got... He can do a little bit of everything. I can see him playing in the league for a while. J.J. Redick has really made some good money and... and Carved out a niche. Just because they're white guys doesn't mean we have to compare them to each other, guys. <laughs> you made that. No, you, it's more of their that they're Duke four year studs. I think is more where he's going. Okay. Duke shooting guards that are four year studs. I think okay. is more of Steve's point. Am I right, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's definitely what I was going for. 
All right, we're going to get to some NFL talk. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Once again, the weekend sports buzz. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Myself, Kelly Patrick, Steve Driver, and Les Abbott will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. A lot of the shows recently have involved me talking about um, when you're a sports fan, you grow up a sports fan, your father um, raises you to be a sports fan, you're, you're maybe a sports fan because you see your dad being a sports fan, or maybe another person in your life, for whatever reason... My experience was I was a baseball fan. I remember watching and listening on the radio to Reds games in the summer. And I was, distinct memories of my childhood are very closely aligned with my relationship and my being a fan of certain sports. So uh, it's always kind of neat to watch with my kids, not just my son, but also my daughter. I have a nine-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old son, and they're both very into sports. They know that's kind of my thing. And I was watching the Patriots Titans game last night. We watched it at the beginning. We watched the pregame show a little bit. We were all into it. We were invested in the game. And I don't know if you guys remember, but the Titans actually started out winning 7 nothing. And I was... I remember my son and I were look, looking at each other and we were like, Patriots are going down. Titans got their number. I mean, that, we, I, remember, I honestly... I'm 34. This isn't my first rodeo. But I remember thinking, wow, that's a pretty big lead. 7 nothing. I wasn't quite going to say it was insurmountable, but in my head I was thinking, they got to score a touchdown to even tie them. You completely forgot about the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. I completely forgot about what I, I sat through. Which, oh, God, don't bait me on that because we can start talking about the, with the, the historical um, Matt Ryan's legacy, in the, right? Yeah. Well, that's a whole different can of worms after yesterday, right? Um, but, yes, I took the bait. I thought Mariota and, and Dick LeBeau, and I thought they were a perfect mar- marriage made in heaven. This legendary defensive coordinator and this, this Titans team. They're going to dethrone these damn Patriots. They're out of here. What was the final score? 35 to 7. 35 to 7. 14. 35 to 14. Oh, yeah, 14. 35 to 14. They did the, score. Corey Davis did catch a touchdown late. That's right. So I, I wasn't quite accurate with my early summary. Who's gonna Got a little caught up in the moment. Who's going to knock them off? I mean, are we banking on the Steelers? Is that our hope right now? I guess I think so. The Steelers are the best because team to be able to Brady knock them off. He owns the Steelers. Don't right? bait me because um, the, the Jaguars are pretty good against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers have quite have their hands full today. Yeah, I, uh, so, yes, it would be the Steelers. 
I guess maybe it would be the, the Jaguars. I know that sounds crazy. Well, it's no. not actually not at all. Not with the secondary that Jacksonville secondary. Yeah. But Bortles, he's got to throw for yeah. more than 150 yards, right? For, yeah. To have a chance to win. But what's the recipe to 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 beat the Steel? I'm sorry, the Patriots is a is rush. a pass rush and a good secondary. You everybody, in my opinion. You think secondary, you think pass rush. I think they're so closely intertwined. You could almost have your defensive end and your outside linebackers and your cornerbacks all grouped together because the, you rush the passer real well, the cornerbacks get interceptions, they get deflections, vice versa. It all plays hand-in-hand. Hand. So I think the solution is um, get a team who can, who can get in Brady's head. But the Titans, they actually have a pretty good defensive line, right? Yeah, they did. So, Didn't look that great last night. So the Jaguars, they they have a really good secondary. They're not the best at stopping the run, though. So let's let's take them out of it because I, I don't give the Jags much of a chance if they play the Patriots. So so what we need to happen is the Steelers. Keep in mind earlier this season, um, today at one o five, the Jaguars play at the Steelers. Pittsburgh's favored by seven. It's on CBS. Jaguars are ten and six. Steelers are thirteen and three. However. Jacksonville beat Pittsburgh 30-9 and earlier this season. Ben Roethlisberger threw five interceptions, and after the game, what was this quote? I don't know if I... It was I, bait is what it was. What? It was bait is what it was. What he was mean? baiting the public. So it was, He said, it, I don't have it. Any, I don't know if I have it anymore. But what, what's in it for him to bait like that? I mean, anytime you bring up... Obviously, Ben Is he Roethlisberger, getting compensated for the high ratings of ESPN that night? Probably, yeah. Okay. We all know that he wasn't done. Any, I think anybody who really watches the game knew he wasn't done after that game. He still had it. He just had a bad game. But you don't really hear great quarterbacks say stuff like that, Not do really. you? And he's talked about retiring even even a few years ago. Yeah. A few years ago, it seemed kind of like Roethlisberger was washed up. Like he, because he, he, a lot, a lot of his mo over the years has been him kind of being cocky about how big and strong he is. I'm 6'5", and I remember hearing one audio clip where he said, 6'5", 280, or something. That's 6'5", 280, like him real confidently saying, yeah, your linebackers can hit me, but it doesn't even hurt. That's like his his identity. So, I mean, what's the shelf life on that in the NFL? You're going to have guys like Von Miller just attacking you, and then you bragging that it didn't hurt? It, it, it doesn't always lend itself now now at the end of the day he may end up playing just as long as i don't know brady but uh, due to the fact the number of shots he's taken over his career i do think it, it it has warranted or resulted in many people questioning how long he's going to be the 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 answer there in pittsburgh he's no spring chicken how old's roethlisberger say so he was drafted in 2004 same same year as Eli, is Eli and Philip and Rivers. Rivers. So I mean, all those guys. Let's see. But but my point is, I don't remember hearing Peyton Manning even say that. I don't remember hearing um, Joe Montana or anybody coming out and saying, "I don't know if I have it anymore." He's thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. So I mean, well, I guess Brady's forty. Mm-hmm. Brady last night. Brady last night being the oldest quarterback in the history of the NFL. To lead his team to a playoff victory last night, isn't that wild? Yeah. Rewriting the book. He looked good too. Three touchdowns, zero picks. Uh, we give the Steelers the best chance to beat them, but he he dominates them, right? Uh, Pittsburgh knows them well. They play him so often. 
But maybe we should look at maybe like the Vikings. They're no, in the Super Bowl, they're sure. A, they're a well-rounded team. Right? Or, or the Saints. Yeah, they have a really good secondary. I, I, that's probably the game of the week. I, I, I mean, Saints-Vikings, right? Absolutely. Who, who do you – all right, so let's admit, all three of us would like to see the Patriots lose. Mm-hmm. Steve? I'll acknowledge their greatness. Yeah, for sure. I will certainly acknowledge their greatness, and I won't even use any of the cheap scapegoats to say they're cheaters or anything like that. I think other teams do it too. And if they don't, they're dumb. That's my opinion. But I would like to see them lose, okay? Who would you rather have in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, the Vikings or the Saints? I'm going the Saints just because of the greatness of Drew Brees. Saints. Steve? That's tough for me. I I think the Vikings are... Vikings are a better team. Their favorite, it's it's at, at Minnesota. Vikings have the very, keep in mind that game would be in Minnesota. Yeah. Who knows if that means there'd be more Minnesota fans there. We've never seen a home team host a Super Bowl. Do you think that solely the number of fans that are there is what determines home field advantage? Vegas seems to hand it out, I won't say arbitrarily, but, right? As far as the point spread goes, Vegas seems to say, well, that's home field advantage. Well, we're not going to take that into consideration. There'll be more terrible towels there for the Steelers, you know? You think that's what determines it? Is the number of people who show up from the fan base? Or do you think... That the the Vikings they make it to the Super Bowl they are going to get that extra three points. I think it helps staying at home and not having to travel much. But I think much of uh, home field advantage is how many fans show up, how, okay. how loud the crowd is. Do you think? And you, so you're suggesting that if if the Vikings and Patriots meet in the Super Bowl, the fact that it'll be played in in Minneapolis will will be irrelevant. Or even if they play the Steelers, I mean they travel well. God, they do travel well. Right. Mm-hmm. So who knows? And those tickets are so expensive. How much is you, really your average fan going? I, I honestly don't know. I know a lot of people travel to the Super Bowl as like a special trip, right? I have some friends and family that went to the one in New York, the one that was really cold. Really? I mean, they're not fans of those teams. It's just an event. So we have Jacksonville and Pittsburgh today at 105. Pittsburgh favored by 7. Then at 4.40 p.m. on Fox, we have the Saints at the Vikings. Minnesota's favored by 5. Vikings beat the Saints 29-19 in week 1. I don't know how relevant that is. There's a completely different quarterback, too, just to give you Not just quarterback, but, I mean, remember remember what was going on? Um, Saints were trying to juggle Adrian Peterson. Right, Mm mm-hmm. And I think that may have been the game, because all eyes were on the Adrian Peterson situation. I think that may have been the game where we saw him upset with Sean Payton on the sideline. Yelling at him. He was mm-hmm. pacing up and down. and, 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 uh, and It's worked con- out for the Saints letting him go. Conventional wisdom at the time said, gosh, Sean Payton's dumb. Why is he giving this running back, this stupid running back, Kamara, carries? It's worked out pretty well. I'd say so. The Saints and the Vikings have both fared well over the course of the season, uh, having to re- reinvent themselves at times. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve, Les, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. Before we get back into our college basketball and NFL playoff prediction-themed show, there's a couple stories I do want to make sure we don't forget. Uh, Craig Sager's son, there's a very controversial situation involving Craig Sa- the late, great Craig Sager's estate and his son, um, that we'll get to. But first, I want to get to the Hawaii situation. Les, Steve, did you guys hear about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, there was a little bit of a mistake in a at 8 a.m. local time, Saturday morning. Over half an hour span, everybody with a smartphone was sent a <laughs> an alert. Everybody knows what an alert is. I've been annoyed on multiple occasions, woke up in the middle of the night on a few occasions with like an Amber Alert. And I'm like, what do you expect me to do? Jump out of bed, go find some kid who's missing? I don't like the alerts. I'm not a fan of the alerts. Even if I am going to be blown up by a nuclear attack, I don't want an alert. 8 a.m. too? I mean, I yeah, look, this, sleep through it. Yeah. These, I do not disturb on, right? Yeah, but you still get them. Yeah, I think the... I, I was woke up uh, at like 4 in the morning one time about an Amber Alert. Some kid had... And I researched it, and the, the kid's dad, who legally didn't have custody, took the kid. I mean, just something that had absolutely nothing to do with me. I was not going to jump in my car and go find this kid. Uh, Silver Taurus. Yeah, but there are... Silver 1999 Taurus. Kelly, there are some people on the road that, you know, could be driving sure. next to him. Yeah, I, I personally would like to be taken off of the list who receives these texts, these text alerts. Anyways, Hawaii, local time... 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, over the span of half an hour, everybody on the island <laughs> received a, a, a text message alert that said, emergency alert, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii, seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Wow. This is not a drill. So you had people all across the, the island sending text messages and making phone calls to their family, I love you. I mean, I'm reading accounts all across the board. It said... Um, or I don't love you, <laughs> right? Probably mostly I love you, Steve. I've, I've never loved you. I actually love your sister. Yeah. I've been intimate recently with your sister. I just wanted you to know. I love you both. There's a guy here who said that he sent out text messages... I sent out I love you text to as many family members as I could. 
What kind of a mess is that? I'll see you on the other side. And then, I love you. I'll see you on the next side. You know, what if what if it was a family member that didn't even know you were visiting Hawaii? Didn't even know you're on vacation. Didn't and, and maybe they didn't even hear about this Hawaii situation. This these these uh, <laughs> ballistic. So you may there may be people out there who have fifty uh, text messages floating out there. Now fifty people think that that person was going to kill themselves. Could be. Yeah. I mean, what what a horrible. And then it took thirty over thirty plus minutes to send out a uh, another alert saying there was a false alarm. <laughs> so for thirty minutes, you're just head between your knees, right, in fetal position, waiting on an explosion. At eight twenty a.m. All right. So let's see here. The, that the... must have been really intense. I do have to say, thirty plus minutes, Kelly. Where do you think? Shortly, yeah. There's gonna be a bomb dropped on your head. At 8.20 a.m., the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency tweeted that there was, quote, no missile threat. Now, that's assuming you were following Hawaii Emergency Management Agency on Twitter. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be. But it wouldn't be until 8.45 a.m. that an additional cell phone alert was sent to Hawaii residents advising them that the first warning had been a false alarm. Absolutely amazing. This is a heck of a story. It transcends sports. It transcends sports. I felt we needed to get to it. Wasn't there a, there was a golf tournament in Hawaii, though, too, right? Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, I guess I'll speed hit like a 91-footer. <laughs> That's the only thing I got from that. That and the ballistic missile inbound. Uh, Deputy White House Press Secretary Lindsey Walters said the alert was, quote, purely a state exercise. So, I mean, there's all these people now who are, like, going to be trying to sue the state. Or I, I think there's going to be a bunch of lawsuits. Very bizarre. I just want to know the instances where, like, somebody really went all in and said, hey, I've been cheating on you or something something that really has affected their lives. Something they denied for years that yeah. they then wanted to come clean with before they, they thought they had, like, 10 minutes to live. <laughs> I would love to hear instances of that. I don't know. We don't know that anything like that happened. But what we do know is there was people sending I love you texts that could have confused the hell out of a bunch of people, maybe really old people, yeah. or making calls. And I mean, I don't mean to laugh entirely. It sounds pretty sad. It sounds horrible. <laughs> now all these people are perfectly fine. They have to move on, live their everyday life. Like, whoops, well, you know, got all shook up. That was a good exercise. What if somebody had a heart attack and died? And we also learned that you want to be taken off the Amber Alert list. I do. Yeah, I don't like that. But maybe if it's my kid, sure. Do you get alert updates on, like, global scores or anything? No, I, I, I don't like having updates on my phone at all. So you're just against updates? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. You just hate updates. I'm really trying to get to the bottom of this. Maybe it's not just you hate missing children, but you do just hate updates. Yeah. That maybe. just could be it. I mean... It's your life, Kelly. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not sure. After that, though, we can move on to um, Craig Sager and his estate planning. Describe, describe the Craig Sager situation to our listeners, Steve. Okay. Um, Craig Sager had. I don't know what type of cancer he had, but uh, he, long story short, he passed away. But but he had extended his life for a while due to the bone marrow transplant from his oldest son. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shortly after that bone marrow transplant. Nine days he was in the hospital. His not, son. Yeah. His son was to help yeah. save his father. His son who's in the industry and also he has a daughter 
who's Craig Singer had a couple different marriages. And his first marriage, so his oldest couple kids, siblings, are both in the industry. Um, he received a bone marrow transplant from his oldest son to help him live longer and, and maybe see if he could overcome uh, the cancer. Shortly after that, Craig Sager and his current wife took the legal steps to remove those two kids entirely from Craig Sager's will. Entirely. And so then it, shortly after he died, it came out and the, an attorney contacted Craig Sager Jr. and was like, you know, we need you to sign these papers so that you're not going to ever contest this, but you're getting nothing. So obviously in this situation, the, the current wife of Craig Sager's for the most part being blamed, right? Yeah, his second wife. So these kids are just left with nothing. It's always the second wife, you know? <laughs> I guess. After you're famous. In all seriousness, though, I do not really... I... I I, if I were Craig Sager Jr., I would not have went public with any of this. I think I it makes. I don't think it was him that did though. I I think I think it makes him look petty. I think you're supposed to worry about yourself. Once you're an adult, you're supposed to take care of yourself. Well, he's stuck with all those medical bills though. No I, way, you can't hold. No. Oh, the because ones where he he gave him bone marrow, yeah. Wait, so he he medical has bills. medical bills for himself. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, well, if that's that, true, yeah. if that specifically is true, then he's getting completely ripped off, and it's a horrible deal. And his dad screwed him, and shame on Craig Sager's uh, legacy. Beyond that... He did wear cool jackets, though. <laughs> he, he married, like, a, on a couple different instances, like NBA, um, I think it was a Miami Heat dancer, stuff like that. So Craig Sager was truly an NBA legend. Everybody loved him. You've actually married some people. Do you, do you find some kind of... Do you relate yourself to him at all? B- what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Because I married people? Yeah. As a, a ordained minister? Yep. No, he, ma- he he fell in love with a dancer. Oh, really? So he's been married a couple times? Oh, yeah. Craig Sager, yes. That's what this whole thing's come from, yes. Yeah. He has kids from multiple women. But my point would be that Craig Sager Jr., I think it makes you sound petty to expect anything at any point. I kind of do. If he's being stuck with the bone marrow bills, I think that's bad. That is bad. That's a bad deal. They should have... Uh, the day after... In, in, in the, the, the current... The most recent wife of Craig Sager, Craig Sager Sr., she should come out and... Regardless of the size of the estate, because we never know. I don't like to assume that we know that, well, he was so rich. Yeah. We don't know how much money he spent or anything. He could be completely broke. So maybe there's no money in the estate. But if there is, then she should come forward and pay, certainly for the son who... Spent nine days in the hospital providing bone marrow. That's a bad deal. Very bad deal. Yeah. So, moving right along, uh, as far as gossip goes, uh, we got the Hawaii story, we got the Craig Sager story. Uh, moving right along, we haven't talked to any NBA. A lot of reports right now about the struggling Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, there's clips of, of LeBron James lecturing his team and almost almost looks like Screaming at Ty Lue and, and uh, intimidating Ty Lue and, and um, taking more of the head coaching role, which is no surprise to many. I mean, many people figure that LeBron is basically the coach of that team anyways. Yeah, yeah. and GM probably. Yeah, and GM, as maybe he should be. That's just the nature of the beast these days with uh, 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 these big contracts with these big athletes. Um, but beyond that, there's been reports that, that – um, 
players on the Cavaliers roster and Ty Lue and, and, and everybody on the roster thinks maybe LeBron is selfishly holding on to the ball a little too yeah. long yeah, and he, he's, he's fishing for assists in spite of doing necessarily what's best for the team. It's always a fine line, right? Very, yeah. I mean, if you're an NBA player and you want to be remembered, if I'm LeBron James right now, I'm thinking, if I'm realistic, I'm not going to win the finals this year, right? Yeah. That Warriors team, unless like Steph or Durant gets hurt, that Warriors team is great, right? That's almost untouchable. Now, what, I, what I'm thinking if I'm LeBron, if I'm just being honest, is I'm not going to win the finals, but what I could do is maybe win an MVP, get my team back to the finals, sure, we'll lose, but what I care about is my legacy. I want to go down as the greatest player ever. And, he, and that's still very much so in the, in the uh, uh, scope of being a realistic possibility. If he wins an MVP this year and puts up great uh, numbers and everybody keeps touting how he's having it statistically, actually he's still improving year over year individually, um, that could be something that's weighing on his mind. Certainly. And he's, he seems content going to the finals, losing, but just dominating numbers, averaging a triple-double, right? Yeah, not not quite at, but almost. Oh, in, in the finals, in you the mean? Finals, yes. Yeah. Specific, you're right. No, he. I, I hate – it's easy for us to say it's such a fine line, right? But the other team has three top five players. Er, yes, right? yeah, it's easy for us to say. There's two sides to this. Uh, but on one side right now, a lot of the press – is saying LeBron is not a big fan of passing the ball to Kyle Korver, who then swings it over to Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry, Isaiah Thomas, maybe. For an open shot, LeBron doesn't get any credit for the assist. LeBron does not like that play, according to certain reports. Now, the validity of these reports, I don't, you know, it's kind of like the Patriots stuff that we discussed last week. I don't know, right? Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine, right? I would think so. They'll be fine. Okay, what does fine mean? They'll make it back to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I, I agree. I've said it year over year. Um, it's just a given, like the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, right? Is Isaiah Thomas as good as Kyrie Irving? People forget he averaged almost 30 last year. Maybe he's maybe not as good. Ball, ball handler. Yeah, Kyrie, maybe not as flashy. Kyrie's not the best defensive player. I don't think you're losing much there. Okay. Isaiah's he's not as tall as Kyrie, but they're both not – very good on the defensive end. Um, Isaiah, probably more volume scorer, shoots the ball more, more attempts. They're very similar players, really. Les, you're not a big fan of Isaiah because he's a volume scorer? Certain situations, that's the thing. Isaiah is also, he's a pretty good passer as well, too. I mean, if we watch, go back to his clips at Washington, he can be a facilitator if he, in the right situation. I like Isaiah's game. I do, uh, and it's, and I think real ball players just have to understand situations, and we'll see if Isaiah Thomas does that. Last year with the Celtics, he had to be the primary scorer. Yeah, he's playing for a new contract at the this off season too, so he's trying to get back. And I think his first game back, he shot the ball seventeen times, like in twenty one. Who Isaiah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to, you know, but they need they need a scorer too. I yeah, mean, LeBron can't shoulder the load. LeBron likes not not being the the guy who scores all the points, and he should. I think. I mean, I, I think uh, it's a fine line because as much as you try to quantify, and I'm not saying you specifically, Les, but as as much as I or the, the general public tries to quantify, well, LeBron's a team player. He's Magic Johnson 2.0 type deal. He's more Magic than he is Jordan. 
as much as you try to say all that, they still are measured by statistics. And you can still take an element of selfishness from those statistics, right? So back to the other point is um, LeBron doesn't have to be the guy who scores all the points, but he wants to get a bunch of rebounds and assists, right? And steals and blocks. Yeah. Is that necessarily always best for the team? Just doing what you have to do to help win is what's best for the team. Yeah, they, I think uh, his number, as good of a player as he is, his numbers will come regardless. Some of the reports also read, you know, he, on the defensive end, he's kind of been hard, like James Harden, right? <laughs> like he hasn't been playing much. James before. Harden hasn't gotten as much flack in recent years, but yeah. at one point, man, his, some of those highlights yeah. were really yeah. bad. Yeah. But you think LeBron's more like that? Because it seems like he's been on a, a – and I don't watch every game, front, you know, every Cavs game. Who knows? I, have you seen – I was going to ask you about um, – so with the Kyrie trade, they got Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and then the Nets um, lottery pick next year. They're thinking about Nets lottery pick for DeAndre Jordan, who is 30 years old, kind of getting up there in age, right? 30, I don't know, 32. I think he's 30. But still a hell of a presence down low. Do you think that that would put you over the top? I think, it, I mean, it would certainly help. I like DeAndre Jordan's game. I like that he plays within himself. He doesn't... Um, he leads... Uh, he, as far as efic- efficiency you know? and things like that, he's going to do what he does. He's going to rebound, he's going to block shots, and he's going to dunk. Right? Yeah. They, need, they definitely need a rim protector. Yeah. You think it's realistic they, they acquire... DeAndre Jordan here shortly. I, I think I don't think they're going to give up that pick for DeAndre. Not he's aging. Um, it, it would kind of make sense in some ways, but historically trades like that do not always work out, right? Yeah. You, you know, on paper, when when Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, yeah, right. Or when Carl Malone and Gary, <laughs> Gary Payton, Payton went to the Lakers. Hey, these tirades, though. I mean, we've seen them out of Kobe and. Jordan, right? Okay, so LeBron lecturing LeBron, his team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. Big deal, right? Today's day and age of social media and everything along those lines, everything is blown out of proportion to the nth degree. Um, we talked last week about the Patriots report that there was uh, corrupt, you know, there was, uh, you know, disagreement within the Patriots camp between Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady. Yeah, maybe there was. Okay, big deal. Yeah, LeBron probably was mad about the defense that's been played. Who cares? How soft are we? They were going to watch that and be like, oh, my God. LeBron's lost it. Oh, boy. He's lost it. He was he was yelling at his teammates. That's so mean. He was yelling at his coach? Yeah. No, I mean, that's a uh, uh, – you have an 82-game season. Your legacy's on the line, right? Yeah. Well, your team success is on the line as well, too. More importantly, though, his legacy. Uh, does LeBron think like that? Are you I, saying that he doesn't? I, I, I don't we don't know. know. Listen, he doesn't come out and say that, but I do think he knows what his. He has to know that. Well, they, every player's know all, their, all what their has legacy. to. So just because you put on a, a, a whatever facade, I'm not saying he's any more selfish or any less selfish than Russell Westbrook, but I would argue that. That uh, certain sometimes players get credit for being selfless, when in reality they're like, "Yeah, I'm selfless." Well, then why don't you pass the ball there, and then that guy gets credit for the assist? No, 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 no. That's yeah. stupid. 
I want the high assist numbers because that because I'm not selfish. Selfless. Yes, because I'm selfless. I'm not saying that you know. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying assists are bad or anything like yeah. that. But um, I, I, what about the hockey assist? Why don't we get the hockey assist implemented into basketball? Yeah, it's too late, man. I mean, you have so many years of basketball history. Then your assist historical, you know, leader and assist numbers are, are messing up. You just want the hockey assist added. I would like it. How about this? More than that, the assist on the um, on the foul. They go to the free free throw oh, okay. line. And they hit two free throws. What about assists there? Sure. We're changing the game, Kelly. <laughs> what else do you want to do, man? You want a four point shot? <laughs> no, I, I, I want to mention our man Gary Love, uh, longtime friend of the show. Messaged in. He said it was the day after Craig Jr. left from the bone marrow surgery that they took him out of the will. Craig Sager Sr. changed his will and took him out. <laughs> what wow. kind of a deal is that? The day after. Thanks for the bone marrow. I get a few extra months. Do you think he's just like real messed up from chemo? His wife's his wife's. Like, it looks like it. Sign this. Yeah, Sign I wouldn't this. think he's a, a, a... Right? But we don't know the intricacies, too. I don't like to get too involved in stuff like that because that could have... We don't know. Craig Jr. could have had a, some kind of a... He could have been a drug addict. I don't know. Here, here's here's a new jacket. Sign this real quick. <laughs> Look at this. If he was a drug... With... Um, this has <laughs> two lips and two can Sam <laughs> on it. Sign this. <laughs> and he just gets real excited. Ah, Chip off the old block, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying, but look look at that jacket. <laughs> Everybody loves me. You need me to sign for that jacket? All right. No, the LeBron conversation can go on and on. Um, his legacy's on the line. In order to really knock off the Warriors, what's going to have to happen? Durant or... Clay or Steph Curry's gonna have to go down with an injury. Not necessarily. You you think the Cavs could beat the the Warriors? Could is the key word. I mean, they have I, to pick it up on defense and they have to move. What, what would you put the the odds at? Likelihood that if a healthy Cavs team right now or not right now, uh, come the NBA Finals, healthy Cavs team versus the healthy Warriors, what's the likelihood the the Cavs win? So is Isaiah full health? Is yep. He, is he putting Isaiah up full numbers? health? Yep. Derrick Rose comes back and is fully healthy. <laughs> Fully healthy. Well, I mean, I mean, as health as healthy as he's going to be, that's what the keyword should probably should be. But. If I were Derrick Rose, I'd spend a lot of time in Europe getting like stem cell and stuff, because obviously he's got it in him. Imagine if he did. He thought about retiring, man. Yeah, he's hurt so often. But beginning of the year, he showed no. Up. He he, he still has talent. Matches, right? he, yeah, yeah. He, he just got uh, very injury prone. He just he played like a power forward trapped in a point guard's body. If he never went down with injuries, I think he'd be the best point guard in the game right now. Very well could be. We'll never know, though. But we'll never know because he went down. No. But I mean, there's a lot of different players you can say stuff like that about. Grant Hill, Bo Jackson. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. Some guys are just injury prone. Greg Oden. Saw him on the bench That's for Ohio State the other day. Did you? Yeah. Some people bounce back. Paul George. Remember that horrific one? Yeah. When he's playing for Team USA, I remember oh. it, Steve. I was, yeah. Wa- yeah, I was watching it. Yeah, <laughs> that was tough. He bounced back pretty good, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a disappointing this te- team this year. Yeah, except they, they they've 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 went through spurts. What's their record? Let's bring that up. Oklahoma's went through spurts where they're actually looks like they're going to make the playoffs. As of right now, I know it's still early. I'll say they're in fifth place at a twenty-three and twenty record right now. Yeah. 
11 and a half games out of first place. So they're in fifth place. They're 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 a uh, playoff team. And uh, <laughs> at barring the Warriors, realistically they'll they'll face a team like the Warriors in the playoffs though. Who's that the Thunder? Yeah. Could be exciting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at Rockets Warriors though. I like the Right, that's going to be your Western Conference final. Most likely, yep. I like the Thunder, though. I like Steven Adams. I mean, have you seen, you know, sometimes Steven Adams comes through with just a really impressive, he's a big athlete, right? I think you just like um, some people that are larger than life, Steven Adams being one of them. Give me another example. You guys guys are always trying to diagnose my preferences. Tell me where you're headed, please. You like um, stuff that goes beyond just the sport, so um, I do like that Steven guys, Adams looks like a character either, from yeah. a crazy sci-fi movie. Yeah, I do. That's what you like. But he is huge, and he can really move, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. Above average NBA center. Huh? Yeah, he is. Okay. I mean, he's not uh, best player in the league, but, I mean, he's valuable. Uh, Pacers are doing pretty good. <laughs> Pacers beat your Cavs. I know, I saw that. Lance Stevenson, everybody knows he's got LeBron's number. <laughs> he is very entertaining. <laughs> he I is. very funny. He, do you see him get under LeBron's skin a little bit? Yeah, he always does, right? He doesn't have his number, though. No, he doesn't have his number. No. This goes back. Um, <laughs> remember Deshaun Stevenson for the Wizards? Uh-huh. He used to try to get under. Maybe it's just guys. Steven, maybe it's just Stevenson's. They spell their last name different, though. Oh, I'm. My apologies. Yeah, Deshaun was S-T-E-V, like your name. Remember when LeBron f- first came in the league, though, with the Cavs? They had the Wizards was like his rival, mm-hmm. right? With Arenas and Stevenson. And- Arenas is a guy who had a, a, a brief glimpse of being just super elite. Yeah, pure shooter. And then kind of dropped off. And then, yep, out of here. Um. Could be because of the whole gun fiasco in the locker room. Well, they said he would pull pranks such as going number two in his teammate's shoes. He would do stuff like that often. Yeah. That doesn't lend itself to longevity. If you want to do that, you have to be like a top three player. (laughs) Durant can get away with that. LeBron, Durant, (laughs) Westbrook. They could get away with that specific move. That's it. Where the person who who goes to put his shoe on, it ha- he puts his shoe on, and then he just laughs. Oh, yeah, Harden, you're so funny. But if you're outside that top four, then it's disgusting. Did you see Chris Paul getting some flack for just putting up a late layup? Game's out of hand, and he just takes an easy layup. And that's just another example of why we're going soft. Yeah. If you don't like people running the score up, don't let them. Period. Yeah. Do something about it. Don't whine about it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with any of that ever. No. I mean, Westbrook a couple years ago going clearly trying to get a triple-double. Yeah. I mean, there is a line yeah. where it's kind of uh, petty. Well, I don't care. Oh, I mean, Westbrook, I mean, talking about Westbrook trying to get a triple-double, that does, I don't really find that as petty, but it's stuff like that that just kind of proves the point that he's a stat patter. What he pads his stats on Kobe purpose, was so too. I'm not Kobe, as impressive. Kobe had games where he wouldn't shoot it. He's like, huh, you guys say I'm a ball hog? Well, fine, I won't shoot it. You remember Ricky Davis? But then they started winning when Kobe did that little Kobe Nash impersonation. <laughs> Ricky Davis for the Cavs? Yeah, when he was one rebound shy of a triple-double, he went to the opposing basket. Like, they inbounded him the ball. He went to the opposing basket, 
bricked one off the rim and got the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that classic? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's entertaining and it's difficult to be too. But it goes back to uh, to tie a, to tie everything together to the uh, age old debate of is this a selfish player or are they trying to win? And I do think that the line is often drawn, and they say so-and-so, well, Kawhi Leonard, he's super selfless. He's a spur. But if it came down to his agent advising him and going with the calculator, Kawhi, we need you to get, we need you to shoot some more shots. That he may, he may, it may eventually get into his head, Right. If you're trying to make more money and get a biggest contract and you start buying into, maybe I am the best player in the NBA. Yeah. I think everybody's human. At the end of the day, you're looking out for, I would hope you're looking out for what's best for you and your family. Look what it's done for Trey Young, right? (laughs) Everybody knows who he is and he's playing Oklahoma. Everybody in the country, right? And it's just for him. He averages 10 assists too. So you think that, 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 that he's a victim of the, if he passes it to somebody who's open, and that open person then passes it to someone who's open for a layup, Trey Young gets mad at him because he misses out on the assist. I don't think so, but I mean, he's electrifying. He's jacking up crazy shots, hitting. hitting but he would be out. mad if that guy who he passed it to, who was open, passed it to someone else who was open for a similar I shot. I don't know. I I like getting assists when I play basketball. Yeah, and my son does too. I talk to my son after each game, mm-hmm. and I say, yeah, "You did pretty good. You guys lost twenty-five to twenty-two." You did pretty good. You had a nice layup. Yeah, I had a layup, and I had four rebounds, and I had two blocks. Like, he knows exactly his stat line. Uh, and I don't think it makes him a bad person. He's just aware. What? And then what do you say to that? Wow. You shouldn't worry about that kind of stuff, or do you say you should have had more? No, I don't say anything. I kind of just let it go. He's aware, though. Maybe I'll say, what? Did you block? You know, I'll try to remember because I just sat there and watched the whole game. Did you block that kid? I guess he, okay. And normally he's not making it up. Normally there's something to it, you know. But I'll let him have it, you know, whatever it takes. He enjoyed it. Yeah. So even if the team lose, loses, as long as he adds <laughs> his stats, you're okay with that? I don't know. I mean, there's a fine line, right? You want to be on a winner. Um, you know, not a lot of time left in the show this morning. Couple big games in the world of the NFL today. Jaguars at Steelers, one oh five PM once again. I like the early game. I don't like waiting until four thirty. <laughs> one o'clock on Sunday. You know, fright just out of church. Right, Kelly? Oh yeah. And it's a, it's a great fo- time. And then you got football. It's really cold Especially- outside. There's some ice on the ground. Hey, let's let me bunker down in my house. And watch football all day long. Imagine uh, how crazy it's going to be in Pittsburgh today at 105. We talk about the Bills Mafia, but the Steelers fans, they don't get the credit because they're year in, year out. They're at least competitive, and you know it's not like they've got this long-standing playoff drought. Steelers fans are crazy, and they travel, and especially for a home game. You think the Jaguars fans... There's a no. bunch of people traveling from Jacksonville to Pittsburgh for this game? Absolutely not. Hell no. Leaving the, the warm weather <laughs> for the cold weather. No. First and foremost, Florida fans suck. 
Yes, we've, we established that last show. Yeah, uh, professional Florida fans, they're, they're not the greatest. Now, I don't blame them. You live in Steel City, you don't have as much to do. You know, you're a Steelers fan, you're yeah. a Penguins fan, Pirates fan even, right? You're working at the factory and you're listening to the game. Yeah, right? you're listening to the game, you're at least checking the box score and you're wearing a jersey. If you're in Jacksonville, you got plenty to do. Nice weather. Jags at Steelers today. Last game, last time these two teams met, uh, Jacksonville beat Pittsburgh thirty to nine. I feel like uh, October eighth. That for Jacksonville. That was at Heinz Field. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for Jacksonville. I like that. I like that. I like the stories like that. Is it because you had Leonard Fournette on your fantasy team? Could that have anything to do with it? No, I like that Jalen Ramsey. You know, a highly talented, uh, very talented young cornerback. I like defense yeah. for some reason. Like in boxing, I like when a defensive fighter wins, and all the fan base is like, God, he's so boring. Yeah. That's why I defend Floyd in many cases. Is Just because he's boring, who cares? I like effectiveness. And I, I think the, the Jaguars may just be that. I mean, it doesn't – it worked for the Seahawks a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Worked for the Broncos. Sim, somewhat, does Blake Bortles have what it takes? I mean, he shows flashes. Okay. So who knows? Do you give him a chance to win the day? Yes, certainly. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey talked some serious smack this week mm-hmm. about Ben. Jags were number one in the NFL in pass defense. Yeah. I mean, that's a significant... Antonio Brown's supposed to play, but he's, uh, they said play. His, um, he's ankles, his ankle's still bothering him a little bit. Yeah, but... Jalen Ramsey, maybe can get him into a scuffle like A.J. Green. <laughs> he gets in players' heads, man. Yeah. I like it. I hope that's how the Browns build a team. What? Stout. Physicality? Yeah. It's a fine line because my Bengals <laughs> kind of did that. And then you turn into a just undisciplined bunch of... Um, hooligans that get a bunch of penalties and you have Pac-Man Jones attacking police officers. Yeah, Yeah, so it's a fine line, right? You want that identity as your defense. I like, don't get me wrong, I still like having Vontaze Perfect and Pac-Man Jones. I'll go on record as saying it. I do. Is Vontaze Perfect the biggest thug in the NFL? Sure. I still like having him on my team. It's like the Raiders back in the day. I mean, you have identities... Uh, I'm not saying that's how Jacksonville is, but football's not a pleasant game. I follow mixed martial arts closely, and you listen to even Rogan, and he'll say, NFL football? That's even, that's the craziest combat sport I've heard him say. I mean, NFL football is so crazily physical and dangerous that Antonio Brown or uh, Leonard Fournette or any of these guys. Well, so and so's playing. They're healthy. I'm sure they've got scratches and injuries oh, yeah. all over their entire body. I mean, look at what the the nature of what they do. So it's a very physical game. Sometimes those uh, I've heard those guys say they don't feel better till like the following Friday. And then, but but even then, like I do jujitsu, I hurt my leg, or I mean, I have some injuries that take months to. Uh, yeah. To where I don't think about it frequently. Like, I have a bowed-up shin. Like, little injuries. And I can imagine if you're an NFL player who cares. Leonard Fournette, who gets smashed by these giant defensive ends and tackles and linebackers and safety. Everybody. 
or just trying to tackle. It's got to be worse than what I go through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to tackle some of these physical. Try to tackle Leonard Fournette. I've always said guys like. I read some article that said uh, Corey Dillon and Jamal Lewis were like the toughest guys ever to tackle. Imagine trying to tackle a player like Leonard Fournette. I don't think that'd be very pleasant. I don't. I wouldn't want, want to do that. So we got the Jags and Steelers at 105. Once again, we have the Saints at the Vikings at 440. What's the storylines there? <laughs> this is the game of the game of the weekend, man. Is the, the the Saints at the Vikings? Yeah, yeah, uh, because it's the, the NFC Championship game. Because the the Steelers are probably going to beat the Jaguars, despite what happened earlier this year at Heinz Field. Yeah. Steelers are going to beat the Jaguars. Uh, Vikings are favored by five. That's you think that's kind of steep. I like you said, Breeze. You have the advantage there. You have the better running backs. I've never been huge on Latavius Murray and being have being a six five running back. He is a load. They have McKinnon, too. But I keep going back to, I think, I think the Vikings are the better rounded team. Just top to bottom. Right? You have Diggs and Thielen and Rudolph, and you also have a loaded defense. Keenum can get the job done. Latavius Murray is just good good enough to pound the rock. If I had to make a prediction, I'm going Vikings. I really am. Even I should be rooting for the Saints, though, right? They have tons of Buckeyes on their team. Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore had a, a, if led the team with five interceptions, 11th overall pick out of Ohio State. Von Bell, Ted Ginn Jr., uh, Drew Brees is a big 10 guy. Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. The great Michael Thomas. Most receptions in the first two years of any receiver. And a lot of credit needs to be given to Mike Zimmer for, I mean, they, they had, at the beginning of the year, what was what were they thinking? Who was that? The Vikings. What was their game plan? Who's their running back? Who's their quarterback? What was their what was their offense? They're, at the beginning of the season, yeah, it, was Dalvin Brad, it was Dalvin Cook and Sam Bradford. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Okay. And now you're favored to win today. That's amazing, right? It really is, yeah. That's reflective of building a team kind of, I know it's cheesy and, Old man-ish. We're kind of building a team the right way. It is where the skill position players are almost become interchangeable. Doesn't work out to win Super Bowls that often, really. No. Right? I think having a top five defense, Everson Griffin, Xavier Rhodes, right? Reggie Nelson. I don't know. I think if Brian, he's Brian Robinson. Yeah. I think Reggie Nelson left. I think he's with the. Get the guys in the trenches, Raiders. right? Yeah. That's what matters. So are you taking the Saints, though? I got to take the Saints, yeah. I, I know. I, I, Les, who are you taking? I'm taking the Saints. Jeez. So Vegas is wrong. Steve, who are you taking? I said the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings. Okay. I'm just looking forward to the game, man. I think this game should be classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the Jaguars and Steelers, the winner goes on to play the Patriots January 21st in the AFC Championship game. That's what that's what matters with this game today is the Jaguars and Steelers. Who has the better chance of beating the the Definitely Patriots? The Steelers. Definitely the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. No no uh my No Bowl, bones about that. My Super Bowl predictions out the door. I had the Falcons and the Steelers. Well, the Steelers aren't out the door yet. Yeah, no, but I I really needed both of them less. I, I na- the Falcons would win yesterday. I narrowly my, well, my, my NFC pick didn't even make the playoffs, so my my Super Bowl pick, I narrowly missed that. I had 
What? I had the Cowboys against the Bengals, and I just by the skin of my teeth, I missed out on that one. Yeah, the Cowboys still had a good year, right? Yeah. Were they nine and seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a bad year. No. Who knows? Controversial. Uh, always. Uh, pull- I think you go with what you want to see. Like that's what you really want to see. Yeah. Why is everybody always trying to diagnose my preferences? Okay. Because you do the same to us. Okay. Yeah, you have. So I go. Okay. So I go by what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a little bit of a sensationalist type. Um. Like I remember when the the Cubs made the World Series. Remember that. And so you. It's like everything comes – I hate the Cubs. I'm not a Cubs fan, but everything comes together, and you're like, wow, this is good for the sport. It seems like stuff like that does happen a lot. I mean, when the Saints won the Super Bowl last time after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. The Astros. The Astros mm-hmm. was a real good one after their uh, – Hurricane Harvey. Hur- Hurricane Harvey, but also coming from the absolute seller, mm-hmm. basically being – Kind of kicked out of the NL, recreating themselves in the what would be considered maybe the more difficult uh, American League, and then just coming back. Um, the Red Sox back in the 2000s when they broke that streak. Um, the pa- uh, the Packers when they won it with Aaron Rodgers that was seemed like a real feel good story to me. The Warriors. The Cavaliers. Cavaliers was a great one, right? Yeah, down 3-1, right? Yep. But but not only that, bringing the title to the city, the, all those storylines. So, yeah, I was kind of trying to pick a sensationalist uh, type story. And maybe there's a little bit of collusion that does play into stuff like that. Maybe, right? Uh, executives at the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball do like to see big ratings. I don't know if the Bengals versus the Cowboys would exactly fill that, but that was my choice. So yesterday, the game's Eagles. What about the Eagles? We haven't talked about that at all. What about Nick Foles' performance? Talk about recreating yourself. You have Carson Wentz, who not only is a sharp young quarterback, but he has a history of some great social media posts. (laughs) Les? You, you yes, I've exa- seen him. Any examples? No fat chicks. <laughs> no, he posts stuff on Facebook like no fat chicks. <laughs> but be, even beyond that, that's he posts like, some really weird sexual stuff. Have you a, seen any of these, Steve? No, I, I got to send you some. It's like Carson Wentz was a sophomore in high school, and this was his Facebook post. <laughs> it's like the funniest stuff. Like, why do fat girls keep talking to me? I'm not talk. I'm not. I'm, I don't have time for fat girls. Leave me alone. Just something <laughs> absolutely stupid. It's awesome. <laughs> and he's a ginger. Yeah. So he already has no soul. So he has no soul, but it, that goes out the window. Nick Foles. What about his performance? Pretty good. They're just a well-rounded team, though. That's why they won that game, right? I, I was gonna say. I think this goes to show how good, how complete of a team the Eagles yeah. actually are. Good Is that defense. the theme for this year? Is the 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 the, the uh, premium that's put on quarterbacks is is all for nil, and you don't need a. Uh, Listen, with Carson oh, Wentz, I think they probably would be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe, I, yeah. I mean, or favorite NFC, to win the Super Bowl, or in the NFC, I think with Carson Wentz, they would probably just look. They beat the Falcons with Nick. I don't think Nick Foles is that great. Is that great? I don't think he's better than Matt Ryan. I don't think they won that game because of Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Ajayi running the ball, Fletcher Cox. 
Malcolm Jenkins on defense. I mean, it was a very defensive. They're just a, game. yeah, they're a well-rounded team. I think with Wentz, they could win it all. But this is as far as I have the Eagles going. So they're going to lose to whoever it is, the, whether it be the Saints or the Vikings. I think so, yeah. What about the Falcons? Where do they go? <laughs> What's their future hold? Well, you can't choke in the Super Bowl if you don't make it to the Super Bowl. It's one Very way to put point. it. Very um, good point. Sarkeesian probably. <laughs> Can he get a head coaching job? No, I, 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 don't th- I think he might be out the door. The offensive coordinator? Yeah, for the Falcons, I do. You know he'll get another job. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully he's boozing on this next one because that's when he produces. Let's do a quick uh, uh, track of, of Steve Sarkeesian's career. He he was doing, let's see, what are they, Les? His main thing was he was at USC, right? And he liked to drink on the job. And he was let go for that. Kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You can't come into work tanked all the time. I mean, as much as we'd all like to. Uh, employers, I know, personally, employers are not big on that. Um, but my favorite part of the Steve Sarkeesian story is, let's see here, is he, he was the head coach at USC from 2014 to 2015. He got fired for being for drinking on the job and handling himself in a pretty sloppy manner across the board. But then he turned around and sued them, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He turned around and sued USC for firing him because he was he was drinking on the job. In the meantime, Alabama and Nick Saban, this is why it's so funny when people try to take the moral high road on anything that has to do with the sport of football. Nick Saban came out and said, Steve Sarkeesian's available? I'll hire him as our offensive coordinator right now. Well, you don't realize he was just fired for, uh, he just got out of rehab, and we think he's still drinking. And he's also in the process of suing his former employer because they fired him for drinking. I don't care. Let's hire him. It worked out, right? Hit <laughs> a good run with Alabama. Yeah, I think Brief. Nick Saban is winning at all costs, and maybe that's what makes him so great. But you saw that with, the, what is it, Micah Brown or whatever, the guy that punched the coach and then, Went back out on the field to make a crucial special teams tackle. We haven't even talked about the the national championship game. I was going to say. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Well, okay. <laughs> what, so where do we start? What, yeah, what, what, what a decision by Saban. Did they have that up their sleeve the entire time? They obviously knew they had the Hawaiian kid who was a better passer than Jalen Hurts, yeah. right? But being a better passer in practice and being – a better passer on a big stage like the national championship against a very formidable defense are two conventional wisdom says they're two different things entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama needed a shot in the arm at halftime, and sure enough, they they went from what wasn't it one true freshman to another true freshman, mm-hmm. which is insane. That doesn't happen that often, does what, it? Are you talking about the quarterback job or the pass the in the game? The quarterback. Well, no, Jalen Hurts is a sophomore. Okay, Jalen Hurts is a, a true sophomore. You're yeah, right. that's got to be tough for him. But 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 the the Hawaiian guy. What, how do you pronounce his name again? Tua Tagovailoa. Okay, but he is a true freshman, right? Yes. Okay. Could you imagine Jalen Hurts? You get benched, and the team comes back to win. 
He seemed seemingly handled it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to handle it? This though, goes right? back to our earlier conversation. If he was truly selfless and all he wanted to do was win, he should be ecstatic. He should be popping champagne and talking about going to Disney World. I thought Georgia blew it, man. Started slinging it around. Got a little too cute, a little yeah. too aggressive. Yep. Such a fine line because in hindsight, you can always say, oh, you guys got a lead, and then you played super conservative, you sissies. <laughs> Right? It's all just what, how's it play out? That's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in hindsight, yeah, they should have been more conservative. I would have been more conservative. How great's Nick Saban? One of the best to ever do it. Yeah. Probably the best college football coach ever. One of them, yeah. Who else would be up there? Bear Bryant. I mean... Steve, help me out here. One. I don't know. He's he's the greatest for sure, right now. Greatest right now or greatest ever? Ever in college. Especially because of the the era with so much parody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Bear Bryant. They probably weren't. They're were probably playing middle school teams. You know. <laughs> Not in the championship game though. They just get the best players. You play a bunch of other teams full of. White dudes or something. I'm, I'm looking at ESPN now. It says Leonard Fournette season high 181 rushing yards and two touchdowns in Week Five win at Heinz Field against the Steelers. Hopefully this will be a good game. Maybe we'll get a little snow or something. Make it really exciting. That'd be awesome. You know everybody on the Jaguars roster must be from Florida, so I'm sure they're not. They've probably never even seen the snow. <laughs> right? Yep. Because they're all Jaguar, you know. They're all from Florida. Yeah. No, the, the the legacy of Ben Roethlisberger, if we look at, we've got three quarterbacks who are Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers in the NFL playoffs still, right? Just three. Roethlisberger, Brady, and Breeze. That's it. Aside from that, a bunch of uh, average quarterbacks. You got Wentz. I'm sorry, not Wentz. Foles. Foles. Keenum. Keenum. And Bortles. Bortles. <laughs> and now we don't know. Um, no, n- none of those three will be in the Hall of Fame. No. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's no way in hell any of those three end up being Hall of Famers. Pretty wild. Normally there's a, a you know, a Philip Rivers or a, right? Normally you have some more uh, consistency among the quarterback position at this point of the playoffs. Not this year. It's more along the lines of... Uh, a team that's built the the certain way, and then uh, plug in the skill position players where you need them. Back to the NCAA national championship game. Successful season. I mean, it was a uh, SEC versus SEC championship game. Steve, you're a Big Ten guy. I guess I less less yep. you'd be an ACC guy, right? I don't yeah, know. something like that. What are your thoughts on the the? Uh, college football season and the BCS playoff in entirety. It was definitely an exciting championship game. Would it, we like to see more teams in the playoffs? Right? I mean, yeah, probably. I thought the commercials were funny. I thought – was that the, one of the first, like, high halftime shows? or Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're really upping the production value, it seemed. For me to – I sat there and watched the game, and I thought that they did a great job with it. seems like a very, they're turning it into the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it looks like, yep. 
And then the committee is always vindicated when the, the team that some people didn't want in ends up winning it all, right? Because mm-hmm. Alabama was fringe with Ohio State on who was going to be the fourth team. Well, they're validated because they won it all. I guess. You can always still say that um, who was it who won it all? UCF? Yeah, UCF. They didn't lose. No. Alabama lost twice. Once, yeah, once. Once? Yeah. Once. They lost once. You're right. But UCF beat Auburn, right? Auburn beat both Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. So they are what clearly if, the national. somehow <laughs> they made that game happen, like outside of college A pay-per-view? Yeah. Well, that would take amateurism entirely out of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's not possible. No. But no. I, th- I do think people would watch it. People would definitely watch it, Alabama absolutely. would smoke them, I think. Me too. I yeah. agree with that. Who, who, what about next year? I mean, they're going to win it again with the Hawaiian guy at, at the... I mean, it, look, it looks like they're the preseason favorites. I mean, they have a young team, and a lot of most people, most of them are coming back. So, I mean, they look like to be the preseason favorite. I've, he- I've heard Clemson is a... Pre- Another yeah. preseason pick. To they have a lot of people coming back, too. Mm-hmm. Georgia's going to be up there. Absolutely. Well, Georgia's got the number one recruiting class coming yep. in next year as well. Um, they have a young team as well, too. So, Obviously, Ohio State, right? Say, so who is going to be the quarterback for Ohio State next year, Steve? It doesn't matter. All three of them are better than Barrett. It's all you need to worry about is they're going to have the same athletes, even better. Dobbins is back. Paris Campbell is coming back. They're all going to have that talent around them, and you're going to have three choices of quarterbacks that are better than JT Barrett. <laughs> right? I guess. I, I yeah. It's always always seems to be in vogue to put the younger guy in who has a better skill set to me. But if we're sticking with the theme of the hour, work for Alabama. Right? Even if you're a true freshman. So what, what's your prediction? Do you have a specific – you say there's three that will be better than JT Barrett. Yeah. Which one is going to get the nod? Do you have a, um, a, an idea as to which one? Well, Haskins was the was the. Best That's the one that we saw this year. Yeah, but I th- Urban is pretty – I think he likes running that read option more. So I'll, I'll Haskins is more of a traditional pro-style pro style quarter- quarterback. Yep. I think he'll probably put the, um, the Tate Martell, the fast – Fast kid that can still sling it a little bit. Okay. A lot quicker than Haskins. Well, I mean, Tate Martell can, like you said, can sling it, though. I mean, what was his statistics as senior year in high school? 43 touchdowns, one interception? Yeah. I think he only threw one pick in all four years of fo- football. Something like that. Never lost a game or something. Yeah, he was pretty For amazing. the sake of, of the health of college football, I, I, it would probably be good if somebody won it other than Alabama next year, right? And it seems like your Buckeyes would be a, a serious candidate for something like that, right? Absolutely. Clemson, I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of teams out there. That's the thing is, is it's very impressive what Saban and Alabama are doing right now because there are a lot of programs out there that really are emphasizing football. How about U of L next year? First game of the season against the reigning champs. Yeah, you got to feel pumped about that, Kelly. Lamar Jackson gone. Yeah, no, Part I mean of the Jawan pass for era. pass against Alabama. Jeez, I don't know, man. Doesn't look good, right? Maybe not for that game, but who knows? 
Well, what if they beat him? What if they somehow beat him? There's no way, man. There's, yeah. There's always a way. It could happen. <laughs> I have a better chance of becoming a Louisville fan than them beating Alabama. And that's that's a pretty... What kind of, all right, right here, right now, what kind of odds will you guys give me? I'll bet you... All right, let me see. Will you guys take this? That, that Louisville beats Alabama? Yeah, Louisville. 500 to 1. Okay. Wow, let's just put 10 bucks down. I'll put 10 bucks down. So what's that mean? If I put 10 bucks down, that means I would lose 10 bucks and you lose 5,000? Yes. Something like that. All right. I'm, gonna, this I'm is not what, taking this bet, but if I had to put a, odds on it, yes. No, 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 no. I was asking what kind of odds would you actually give me? Oh, for money? Yeah, for I'm money. I'm not giving you money, period. 10 to 1, maybe. Something like that. 10 to 1. Okay. All right, we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. As always, coming at you every Sunday from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. here on 96.1 FM, 1450 a.m. WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick, Steve Driver, Les Abbott. Be sure to join us next Sunday for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.